So welcome to Gaia House, to this retreat together, to the the container of silence that enfolds us, very noticeable uh, to me. After the noise of the aeroplane, I was sitting right by the engine on my flight over from France today. And then being picked up by one of the coordinators here and uh, driven from Exeter and catching up on various Guy House um, um, melodramas. And then arriving and uh, getting out of the car. You may have noticed yourself. Either with the familiarity of association with this place, and those of you who have been here and sat um, several or many retreats here, some of you, and that sense of coming back to that place in which we've bathed in silence, the the way Gaia House, uh, somehow the walls emanate, that kind of quiet, rather respectful, caring, uh, contemplative silence. Maybe you're coming for the first time and struck in some way, uh, maybe by that sense of ah, some relief, some delight in feeling the silence either arriving or just in settling in here in the hall. Or it may be, I think about 15 of you are coming for the first time, it may be that the sense of that seems a little... uh, Strange, awkward. But this is the this is the container that we have for these days. And the invitation of that container is one of really resting into it, trusting it, allowing silence to hold us. to welcome us into its embrace as we spend our days here together being with ourselves as we spend our days um, meeting ourselves in different ways meeting whatever stands out for us That's very much the theme of this retreat. Training the mind, freeing the heart. Different ways to say, meeting ourselves again and again, however we find ourselves. You may be aware of um, the kind of Buddhist background to Gaia House. Some of you may uh, consider yourselves students of or practitioners of Buddhism. And uh, some of you may be not considered or not interested in, in that side of things. 
And so, just to orientate a little in that way, I think you know we're not here to learn something about Buddhism. I'm not really here to um, take on some ideas or beliefs or practices of Buddhism, but rather here, as I say, to meet ourselves, rather here to learn something about ourselves. And it could be, it could be that that may turn out to be the same thing. The root of the word Buddhism is uh, the, the word Buddha. Buddha means awake. So I find it very refreshing being uh, involved in kind of Buddhist practice for the last 20 years or so and often in a lot of kind of Buddhist type of environments. I find it very refreshing to remind myself that Buddhism means awakism. Learn something about ourselves is to wake up to ourselves in different ways. We may have uh, various ideas about training our mind. Whether we're coming to this kind of practice for the first time, or whether we have much experience, accumulated years of uh, passion for this kind of thing, of dedication to this kind of thing, may have ideas about training our minds. Often those ideas can be um, can be problematic for us. We easily get ideas of how our mind should look. If if I train my mind, it should be what? Still. That's a very common idea. My mind should be still. My mind should be peaceful. My mind should be bright. My mind should be... uh, We can add on lots of little... Nice Buddhist sounding adjectives, spiritual adjectives. But to train our minds in this context isn't to expect them to be a certain way, isn't to try and make them into a certain way, isn't to struggle to make our mind peaceful, right? which is kind of a contradiction in terms. Struggling with ourselves is the very thing that will prevent us from feeling peaceful, right? Rather, it's to encourage ourselves, it's to create the conditions as we uh, meet ourselves for the mind to recognize itself, to recognize its habits, to recognize its reactivity, to recognize those bits of ourselves those patterns, that reactivity that's so familiar that we often just don't notice it. We're so busy acting out of our mind's reactivity 
that we don't notice it happening. We think it's all about that thing that I'm blaming, or that thing that I'm upset about, or that thing that I want, or that thing I am trying to get rid of, or that thing I can't stop thinking about. And to train the mind, as we'll be doing over these days, in sitting and walking meditation, in meetings together, in exploring in different ways, in using the work period that you've all been given as a way to meet yourself in various activities. To train the mind is to come back a little bit with our attention, to get some space around the things, the thises and thats, that I fuss about, that I worry about, that I obsess about, that I try to get hold of, that I try to get rid of. And to recognize the way our mind is, the shape it's taken on. Ah, so we recognize that. Oh, there I am. There's the mind. This is obsessional mind. Thinking about lunch. Oh, this is the resistant mind. Refusing to kind of uh, um, allow for the discomfort that might be there in my body. Oh, this is critical mind. Criticizing myself, I can't do it right. Or criticizing others, or whatever it might be. It's an extraordinary opportunity to train our minds to see the tangle that we get into. The tangle of Worrying about this, obsessing about that. And so it's not even that to train our mind is to extricate ourselves from that tangle. Often the trying to extricate ourselves, it's almost like it's like uh, having glue on our hands, you know. The more we try to extricate, the more we spread the glue around. To recognize the way our mind is, to recognize the way our mind moves, to recognize the way our mind gets caught up, is to really just look as closely as we can at what's happening. And we notice that despite our capacity for entanglement, that Actually, our mind has this extraordinary natural intelligence, natural capacity to disentangle itself, to free itself up. When we stop putting fuel on the fire, when we stop obsessing about the thises and thats, the things, the people, the places, the situations, the relationships, the history, the, uh, the lack of what I want or the presence of what I don't want. 
All those things that we tell ourselves are causing us uh, our confusion, our unquietness, our, uh, our distress. To train the mind in this context is to bring attention to the tangles we get in. What would it be if just for these few days I was to dare to let go of trying to fix all the tangles and just pay close attention to the way the mind moves? Could it be possible... Could it be possible that if I just stay quiet, stay steady, stay attentive, stay interested in what's happening, if I just stay really um, connected to the sense of tangle, to the sense of problem, to the sense of... uh, Uh, where I'm caught up. But somehow, that attention, which I'm calling training the mind, that care, that attention, that space that we give to the, the tangle of our inner lives, can start to free up, loosen, relax, open. Soften, expand. This is the invitation of these days we have together. This is the invitation of this practice and the teachings that support it. And so then to the other half of the title, training the mind, freeing the heart. To free our hearts is really the invitation to let ourselves be as we are while we're here. To allow our heart to be in whatever condition it finds itself. It kind of sounds kind of sounds simple, doesn't it? I mean, it is simple, but it's not easy because of the various demands we make on ourselves, make on our hearts, make on our feeling life, make our, the demands we make on ourselves to be. Um, a certain way, the demands we make of what is acceptable. What's an acceptable condition of heart? We've spent our life receiving all kinds of information about how it's acceptable for us to be. So there's a lot, there's a lot of um, received sense we have of what's acceptable, how it's acceptable to be. In outer circumstances, 
right? And of course, certain circumstances have a kind of uh, limits of what's acceptable behavior. You know, Gaia House included. This is a very there's a very warm invitation here to be exactly as you are, and yet, you know, and yet, in terms of how that uh, gets played out, of course, there's some there's some guidelines, there's some boundaries about how uh, how we are in, in outer circumstance, how we behave. So we're used to that in all our different circumstances of life. But there's no boundaries. There's no guidelines. There's no limits. There's no uh, constraints to the inner circumstance of how our heart should be. That's profoundly good news. No constraints. No limits. No, no uh, right thing to feel. No wrong thing to feel. No unacceptable thing to feel. What would it mean for us to really take that on board, to reflect on that over these days? Because we might notice that despite the importance of you know, the, the, some boundaries in, our, in the outer circumstance of our life, we tend to put up much more rigid boundaries, more rigid constraints, more rigid limits, more rigid judgments about what is and isn't acceptable for us in the inner circumstance, often harsh, cruel even, constraints about how I should and shouldn't be and what's acceptable. How often we tell ourselves, oh, I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeling that, I should be, da 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 da. If only people knew I was you know, feeling that. And somehow reinforcing some sense of shame about how we are. Some sense of kind of a dark secret about um, what my inner life's like. Some sense of then uh, painful measurement between how it is and how it might be, could be, should be, would be if I was a better person or whatever it might be. To free our heart up, the, the practice or the, uh, the way of meeting our heart freely, we could say, is to let it speak to us might feel like crying to us sometimes, shouting to us. Letting our heart be very fully here in whatever condition it's in. It's a way of paying uh, extraordinary respect to ourselves, of paying an extraordinary respect to life, to let it have its say, to let it have its expression, to let it have its movement as it arises. 
So as we practice together over these days, as we explore together, as we train the mind right, in being as present as possible, being as awake as possible, as bright as possible, as sensitive as possible to what's happening within us. <coughs> the invitation is to practice in that way without constraining our hearts, without having the, the idea that we could possibly get this practice wrong, be doing it wrongly. There's no way to fail that meditation. Whatever kind of a mess we might get in, there are times when undoubtedly, amidst the times where certainly you might experience extraordinary joy at being here. States of mind that seem precious, beautiful, expansive, delightful, insightful. Amidst those moments will also undoubtedly be times when it feels tough to be here. Tough to face oneself in the rather naked way, direct way that we do here. And I think, I hope, there's a certain degree of solace of genuine comfort for us. And the fact that we don't need to, um, that we can't fail, that we can't get it wrong, that there's no wrong experience in meditation, that whatever kind of tangle we get in, that very tangle, that very sense of, oh, wherever we go, whatever kind of mess I feel I've got in, that very uh, sense of mess is an opportunity. An opportunity to train our minds in recognizing, ah, oh, tangle. And very opportunity to free our heart in allowing ourselves the caring, gentle, uh, witnessing of that condition. So there's a kind of uh, seeming paradox between training and freeing. Training suggests some discipline, some guidelines, some perseverance, some goal that we train towards, right? All of which is certainly very much appropriate for this kind of practice. And yet at the same time, freeing suggests allowing, letting be, permitting. Welcoming whatever's happening. Which also has great validity for this kind of practice. And in a way, as, we, as our days unfold, this is the question for us. In any moment, what does it mean to really to train myself in being here? And to really allow myself 
to be here. Often, it seems, in our life, we've got those two bits the wrong way around. We, we apply the training to our sense of our inner life. Oh, I should be like this, I should be like that, I've got to be like this, I've got to be like that. Ow! And then we apply the freeing to, to our wandering mind to go here and there. In some kind of uh, vague... Uh, unreliable kind of way. So, training ourselves to be right here. Where our life is. Where this body, mind and heart is showing up right now. Training ourselves to come back to this. Training ourselves to be awake to this. This life. This moment. This body. These thoughts. This heart. This expression. And freeing ourselves. Freeing ourselves of the views of how we should show up. Freeing ourselves to let ourselves be like this. Whatever the like this, uh, however the like this appears, expansive or contracted, peaceful or fearful, joyful or sorrowful, it's all welcome. Your life, your feelings, your inner movements. Your history, your uh, sincerity, your wishes, your longing, your interest to know yourself more deeply. It's all welcome. This container of silence that I mentioned at the beginning is vast. If we sense into silence, it stretches out limitlessly. It's got plenty of room for each one of us. Plenty of room for us to be here as we are. And we sense that spaciousness. We sense that vast embrace as we train ourselves in being here. We rest into that silence, that vast embrace of life as we allow ourselves to be here. So before we um, spend some time in meditation together, I'd just like to invite you in a, in a rather informal way, without uh, changing your posture or, kind of, or getting all meditative, as it were, 
just to have a sense of being here. Just feeling your body on the ground. You might notice your clothes on your skin. Sounds in the room. I notice the <coughs> events of the day kind of impinging on consciousness. But just training your mind, training yourself in being present, the immediate experience of just sitting here. And as you uh, enter into this kind of intimate contact with yourself, seeing what, what condition are you in right now? What's the state of your heart? Not as a way to find the right way to be, but just as a way to recognize. Maybe tired from your journey. Maybe restless in some way. Maybe energized, anticipating the time ahead of the retreat. Maybe anxious in some way. Maybe all manner of different things. How are you right now? Oh friends, this is the this is the way our days will unfold together. And giving ourselves the maximum encouragement to be here, and using the tools of meditation, the context of silence, the support of teachings and exploration together. And letting our life open up. Letting the brightness of our own being reveal itself to us, layer by layer, piece by piece, breadcrumb by breadcrumb. Do you know what I mean by that? Do you know the story of Hansel and Gretel? That sense of ah, following one breadcrumb after another. Letting our 
heart reveal where we're at. Bringing ourselves here as fully as we're able and seeing what might happen out of that. What might happen if I, with all the sincerity I can, commit for these few short days to being here as fully and sincerely as I'm able to? If you're coming here for the first time, you might not have any clue about what might be possible. That's a fantastic way to come here. If you've been here many times, hopefully you can, have put, aside, you can put aside all the various ideas you may have about what could happen. And be willing to meet yourselves again and again afresh anew. So it's a pleasure for me to be back at Gaia House again. It's a pleasure, really, to welcome all of you here. And I look forward very much to our practice together, our explorations together, and all the beauty, the awakening, the freeing up that can happen out of that. So, friends, we've been sitting here about 40 minutes. Maybe some of you have been sitting here much longer than that, no? Were you sitting here continuously through the manager's talk as well? Yeah, so let's just, before we meditate together, if you want to stretch your legs, please feel free just to stand up a little and uh, reintroduce the blood to your legs if it needs it. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.